The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. My guest today is a very special person, Verid Netta. Verid is the co-founder of Open Circles Academy, which is an international center for business, financial, and personal success. She's located in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. She is a trainer, a coach, and an author. Her latest book is Financial Independence for Women, Taking Control of Your Money. Verid, welcome to Leading Conversations. Hi, Cheryl. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. It's really it's great. It's great to have you here. Now, now, we haven't seen each other for about a year, and that was um, you were here in the U.S. for uh, an actual training yourself and to do some work around your book. And But I have to tell people that you and I met several years ago uh, at a conference in Europe, the Women's International Networking Conference, and I have to say I don't remember which one because that's an annual conference and it's in a different country every year. Do you remember what country we were in when we met? Yes, it was 2009. We were in Prague. Oh, that you're good. Oh. <laughs> I was like, was it Prague? Was it Rome? Was it, you know, it was we Prague. met You're right. First I remember time. that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and that was a lovely, lovely time. I remember when we met, Barrett, thinking this woman is so clear about what she wants in the world, and she is so clear about the potential in women. I, I was so touched by that. It was just wonderful to to be in your presence. So we're going to talk a lot about how you got there and, and where you're headed. Before we do that, um, tell us where you are this morning. Well, it's morning probably on your side of the world, but ah, it's true. Uh, evening, evening here in Amsterdam. It's sunny, which is rare in Amsterdam. Ah. And yeah, very rare. I mean, this summer we were blessed, but usually summer is, is lots of rain. Probably in San Francisco, you know the feeling. Right. Oh, Seattle. But um, today we're blessed with a wonderful um, afternoon and evening, so I'm looking forward for this conversation. So it's really great. Um, I just came back from two weeks of a vacation, and we're just heading into the building up the next season because in September we start our season. And so there's lots and lots of things to prepare and create. It's a quiet time because here in Europe, um, the summer is a dead period. Nobody works. Nobody's taking <laughs> anything. It's, it's, uh, it's really something special. I think Americans and, and from where I come from, which is Israel, it it's always astonishes me how everything 
stops. July, August, nothing happens, and which is great on the other side because it gives us time to contemplate, to build up, to to refresh and, and to really catch up with the things that in normal day life you, you don't catch up to do. And I think in business it's important to do that. Um, we have the winter time, you know, where things are more slow. Like in winter it's hibernating and things are, are just growing underneath the surface. And then it's good in the summer where things stops that we, we catch up, we evaluate what we've done in the first half of the year and we change, adjust and build up for the last quarter of the year. I think it's a brilliant idea. It's a good thing. Well, I like that idea. And, you know, I think for many, many years that people in the U.S. and even in um, North, the rest of North America, Canada, have long envied that practice of taking summers slowly because that just doesn't happen here. And it seems like that could be a good idea. We, we have a lot to learn from places around the world that believe in a little bit of relaxation and play. Um, so let, let's talk, though, about um, when people are focused on business. You know, the, your focus for a long time has been to support entrepreneurs in their success to really help and empower people to fulfill their greatest potential. And it seems as if, you know, in the last few years, you really have turned and, and looked closely at not just entrepreneurs, but looked at leaders and specifically women leaders. Now, what, why is that important to you? Well, let, let me start by saying that um, I truly believe that if we look from the bigger picture of, of, of the world today, um, there's lots and lots of conflicts, lots and lots of, in a way, problems that are fa- we're facing as a global community. And if I look at it that, I think the, the, the solution, people, every, you look and people are looking only in small dots. But if you look from a higher perspective, there is one thing that connects all the dots. And I think that today, more than ever, it's the best time for women um, to step forward into leadership. Um, because what women can bring into leadership today is something that the world needs um, because the world is out of balance. It's out of balance in every direction, in every concept that you might think about. Um, you know, if, if we look at the, the, the gap between the rich and the poor, if we look about West and East, if we look about um, education, if we look on money, of course, if we look... but. If you also look at the percentage of men and women, the quality between men and women, it's not balanced. Uh. And, and I think the key is if we bring more women to the table, if we, if, women, if we empower more women to step forward, to take initiatives, to take leadership, to, to, to really own their business, whether their business is at home, whether their business is in their community, whether their business is in religion, whether the business is, is raising kids, I don't know, whatever you look at, that's where the balance will come. That's where the solutions are. Now, I, uh, although I worked in big corporation, in big organization, I think that that concept of what in the States you call corporate America 
It's a dying dinosaur. It will not survive the 21st century. It will break mm-hmm. down. Like the pyramids, it would break down. It would take a lot of time, but it would break down. And the future is entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are the ones that would find the solutions for the problems that we're facing today. And more than ever in entrepreneurs, there is a place for women. And that's why my passion is there. That's why it's, it's, I cannot stop talking about this issue and to wake up women to realize that there has never been a time in, in, in history where the stage was so ready to accept us. The only thing that stands in our way is ourself, is the mindsets that we still have and thoughts that we have that stop us from stepping forward and a lot of excuses and a lot of habits that stop us women in taking that lead. And, and for me, this is like we have a saying in Hebrew, like it's like a fire in my bones that I just have to shake people to, to, to wake up to this. So you, did you grow up in Israel? Yeah, I grew up in Israel. I mean, for the last 18 years, I've been living with my partner here in Amsterdam, in Holland. Um, it's a long story how we got here, <laughs> not, maybe not for this call. But um, I, I grew up in Israel, and Israel in that sense is, is uh, it's a combination of, of a lot of Mediterranean culture, which is a lot of fire, a lot of movement, a lot of active family. It's, a cult, it's, a, it's like a tribe thing, um, a very macho place, very, very macho place. But on the other hand, it's, it's very entrepreneurial, which is very much like, like in the States. Um, everybody thinks that they, they know it better. Everybody has ideas and they run off with it. And, and, uh, so it's an, it's a mixture of, of those things. And, and actually Holland is, is in a way for us was like a very strange place to come to because it's totally the opposite than what we've known, both me and my husband, known, raised, used to work in. It's a totally different mindset and culture of working. And this is what I always say to our student. I say, if me and him were able to come here 18 years ago with no money whatsoever, actually a lot of debts, not knowing the language, not knowing the people, not knowing anybody, and create what we've created because today we are the fastest growing training company in Europe. Um, If we were able to do that without support, without knowing the culture, without money, without resource, without anything, anybody can do that. All you need to know is how. And, and, And this is something that I always say to people, success is easy when you know how. Because when you don't know, then it's really a struggle. Then it's really hard. Then it's then then you lose the hope for it. And um, but if if somebody else has done it before you, then they left footprints. And all you oh. need to find out is those footprints. Because success leaves those footprints. Success leaves those, you know, trail. And you can follow that trail, and you can be successful. Well, you know, I, it makes me wonder, though. Um, you know, I really believe that how we how we grow up matters in terms of how we then show up as adults and what we move toward as our work in the world. And I'm I'm wondering, you know, was there something in your childhood that 
you know, made it important to you to really help others be successful? Was there something, you know, that you could point to that, that you still hold kind of in your being? I, I think that I can't put my thing. It's a very good question, Cheryl, because I never thought about it. I mean, you know, people ask me a lot of times, like, what was it that you grew up that made you successful today? And, and, and I always tell people, you know, if on the contrary, nothing in my past could have indicated that I would be successful because I come from the most um, calm, the most, let's say, bourgeois background, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my my parents are, are, my father is a professor in the university. My mother was a teacher. Um, we grew, I grew up in the most um, middle class mentality that you can ever imagine mm. um, with the values of the middle class. And, and I was the good girl, so I was never a rebel. Let's put it on the contrary. I always tried to please people, to be the good girl, to mm. fit in, to do the right thing. Thing, you know, to, 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 to do all those checklists that yes. hypothetically you, sh- you have, you know. And I think that I was lucky enough. I don't know what happened somewhere along the line. When I was 28, um, I looked at myself and I realized that I've clicked all the checklists of what happiness or success supposed to be. And I've clicked it up. You know, I was 28 years old. I, I just finished my master degree. I was the head of the biggest hospital in Israel. I was in charge on 400 people. I was teaching in the university. I already created a new concept for museums, and I built a new museum from it. I had my apartment. I had the friends. I had the boyfriend. You know, everything that you're supposed to to do in order to be successful and happy. I had it, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't, there was no, this feeling of reward. And I said, then, then, all right, then I paid my dues to society. Now I want to find out where is it that it's right for me? What is it that it's really me in it? And what is it that I just followed the steps of others? And that's when I moved myself into personal development trainings and everything, because this is not where I came. I mean, if somebody would have told me 25 years ago that I would be a trainer, that I would work with people on personal development or success and all, I would never believe that because, you know, 26 years ago when people were talking about personal development, I would look at those people and think to myself that they're failures or you know they're 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 airy fairy you know these kind of people that don't know what they want well I always knew what I wanted like you Mm -hmm. said you know I'm right I I always knew what I wanted I was very clear I was very I'm I'm still am very pragmatic and 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 practical down-to-earth person so I never could understand that but I I found myself at the crossroad where Mm. I I ticked all the boxes as if there were boxes, you know. Right. But the reward was not there. Mm. 
and that's when I started my journey in personal development. And that's when I started giving trainings. That's when I found out. And that's in a way where I found my calling. But to go back to the question that you said about, about um, the ability to help people, it, I, I really think that somewhere along the line, and I can't put my f- finger on it, I am in the essence of me, I'm, I'm a teacher. Yes. Yeah. And and it's funny because my mother was a teacher, my grandfather yeah. was a teacher, and I always said that I'm coming from a third generation of teachers, but I never be- I'm like my my biggest thing is to change the education system in the world mm. because I think the education system in the world anywhere that I go is falling apart mm-hmm. which is which is the breakdown of our society. And um, I really want to create an education system that that would allow kids, people to fulfill their potential. I really think, and this is what Open Circles Academy, our 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 training center stands for. This is the vision that we work with from, which is creating a better world by empowering people to fulfill their greatest potential. Mm. I think that when people will fulfill their potential. We won't have wars, we won't have conflicts, we won't have this imbalance between people between what they're happening in the world because each one knows where they are, they know what is their potential, they're going for that. There is no more competition, there's only cooperation between people, nations and organizations. And Wouldn't that that's a beautiful view of the world. I mean, you know, when I, I think about the possibility uh, and when you said there would be no more conflict, and I thought, right, because people would not feel their life was lacking, right? If people were living their potential, we wouldn't have that sense that there's something else that I'm um, not getting. And so why would there be a need for conflict? You know, I mean, mo- most conflict, most wars are supported by people who um, who feel like they are marginalized, or people who feel like they are uh, they have no opportunity. And I mean, we see that around the world time and time again. And you know, I think you're I... onto something here, Barrett. I really do. I so really we're going to believe- talk more. We're going to talk more about this. We're going to take a break first. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Barrett Netta. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network: The Bottom Line in Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? 
Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be? Or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paul LaJoy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito and my special guest today, Vered Netta. Vered, let's talk a bit about your new book, Financial Independence for Women. Um, you know, you have spoken a great deal about how women can really shift the world, that the world is out of balance and that, you know, in order to create more balance, we need to add the other part of the equation and that's women. So let's talk a bit about that and how the financial piece really matters. So it's not just the voice of women, it's the what finance what financial success gives them, right? Right. Well, I I think I mean I wrote the book actually in 2009 as a response to the 2008 financial crisis because I was looking around and um, the thing that triggered me, the funny thing, the thing that triggered me was this saying that people said that if the Lohman brothers were called Lohman sisters, the crisis would have looked totally different. Uh, The Lehman brothers, yes, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And then I started to think about it and I realized that Although I always thought of myself as an independent, powerful woman, money was never part of my equation. And it's funny, you know, when we, when we, if I look at it objectively, we all know that um, money makes the world go round, right? <laughs> there is a song like that. Right. So how come, if I know that the money makes the world go round, when everywhere that I looked in my past and in what I was doing on a daily life, money was never in my equation at all. Mm-hmm. And I started to talk to other women. I thought, okay, that's just me. You know, I'm this weirdo person and everything. Started to, to talk to, to other women around and I started to notice a very strange trend in it that 
the concept of money, wealth, rich, um, abundance is totally different between men and women. And, and it, it started to become very crucial to me when I, when I added the element of leadership and, and leading people, because no matter what we would want or wish money is important in life. I'm not saying it's the most important thing in life. It's, it's, it's a criteria that we need to face. And, most women that I know of, they bury their head in the sand when it comes to money and finance. Mm. So that's when I started to research this whole area and, and amazing stuff came up. You know, of course, the whole wage gap between women and, and men, you know, mm. and, and, and things like that. But then I started to look at myself and I said, okay, I'm going to look at my journey when it comes to that because I remember myself always that I never negotiated on money in my whole life on a salary when I was an employee I never negotiated on money although I was very quickly um, promoted and I reached high positions Mm. I never checked about the money the money was not the issue because I kept on saying to myself as long as I have enough for my bare necessities let's put it this way and I love what I'm doing, I don't care what the salary is. And I, I, my brother, that the book is dedicated to him, um, uh, kept on saying to me, you know, you know you're such a wimp. You, you, you work so hard. You deserve so much more. Why don't you ask them? Why do you do all this work when they don't pay you for it? And I used to say to him, because I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... Now, both me and my husband, in that sense, we both love doing what we're doing. We never looked at what we're doing as work. Right, it was our right. hobby. But I think around 2005, we both suddenly looked and we said, it just doesn't make sense. We work so hard. But it never comes back at, on a monetary level. And we realized that there is something that we're doing which is wrong. It's not about us. It's there's something that we're doing that is not, is wrong. That's when we made a commitment to become financially free. And the mm-hmm. journey that we decided to, to do in order to become financially free, this is what it is in the book because I realized that in order to become financially free, it's not about how much money you have in the bank. It's the mindset that you have that you need to change in order to create that freedom that you wish for. Um, And this is what I'm explaining in the book. Um, It's this huge mindset that needs to, to change. And once you change your mindset and you clear up certain beliefs that many women have, mistakes that we make with money as a habit of those mindsets, that's when we start seeing a flow of money coming into our life and we can start becoming independent because one of the things that I realized is that, you know, a lot of women, especially in the States, they want to be financially free, but they could never be financially free if they're not first financially independent, which means that they own, I mean, 
their mindset, that they start taking control over their money and start being involved in this issue, which is called money. Because many of them, they tend to say, oh, well, that's my husband's division, you know. And um, somewhere subconsciously, as long as we're single, we take care of it. But again, on the bare necessity. But the minute that the partner comes into the power, the, the, the equation, there is this kind of still old belief, Prince Charming is going to take care of me. And the money is part of it. You know, it's interesting that you would say that because <clears throat> I think that most women would, most working women would say to you, oh, that's crazy. You know, of course, I'm, I'm way beyond the Prince Charming thing. And, you know, so many women are single um, and are either in relationships with partners, male, female, or they're single because of divorce, um, or they're single because they just choose to be because, you know, it's just too much hassle to be in a relationship. Uh, and they would say, this is crazy. I don't expect someone to save me. But what you're saying is that it's more than about how you show up in your relationship. It's about an internal belief that, one holds, a mindset one holds. Give us an example of, of a belief that has to change All right. across Here's, the board. I'll give you two examples for it because I, it, I, I think what you're raising is absolutely true. You know, of course, the number of single um, mothers today and, and single person families is huge and, and much more. But the, the problem is, I mean, through centuries, women were in charge on the purse, you know, yeah. in the end, the, right? So the, women are good in handling money on the daily day rundown. Hmm. So how to save the money and the coupons and the feed and, and to have enough and to balance the checkbook and, and to do that, they're really good on that. So that's why they don't think that there's, they're hoping for it. But the issue, if you want to become financially free, if you want to become financially independent, it's not about the daily stuff. It's the long term. And that's where women don't look. Women tend to look on the daily stuff. We don't plan the next 25 years, 35 years, 45 years. What do we want there? How do we want to reach there? We don't set goals. Okay, when I'm 65 or when I'm 70, how much money do I want to have for myself and how much do I want to live for myself? Not depending on a husband, you know, and then starting going backwards and saying, okay, what do I need to do today in order to reach that? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I found out, and, and of course the, the, the saddest stories, because you see, I, I worked with more than 120,000 people all over the world by now. Yeah, yeah. And and the stories that I hear, and especially since the book came out, you know, people write to me. The stories that I hear from women are heartbreaking. Mm. Women that have PhDs, women that run actually even financial organizations. I mean, in the book, I'm telling a story about a woman that I know that she's ahead of one of the banks. And... When I asked her, and who runs the finance in the family? She says, of course I give it to my husband. Why do I need to do it even at home? You know, that's my work. Uh, so it's work. That's what I do, mm, you know. Mm, 
Yeah. But then yeah. they have really great relationship. But what happens if in 10 years, you know, he's in his midlife crisis and he finds the, the blonde and he leaves her. She has no clue what's going on with the money, you know. And, Fascinating. And this Fascinating. Is, this is, is what I'm you talking about. And so, you know, if I, if I think about the mindset and I think, okay, so one of the elements is um, – as a woman, I'm responsible for my own success, and how I define success then matters. And it's not just am I, um, you know, successful for, as for me, successful as a consultant, and I have good work to do. It's not if I were somebody who was inside of a corporation. It's not that I have. Um, I climb the ladder and I am successful and people want to follow me as a leader and I get lots of projects done or I'm, you know, successful in closing those sales. It's, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that sense of I'm completely responsible for how my life turns out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, today, I mean, it's funny, when I started giving trainings in personal development and we took about take responsibility, 100% responsibility for your life, it was a huge thing. Today, everybody say it, it everybody says it, but they don't live it. There is a gap between they're willing to take responsibility on the good things, you know, but yeah. when they look at their life and there is some, sorry, can I say the word F, the fucked up things in the life in your show, but when they look at the you know, things that are not that great in, in their life, um, then they come up with all the excuses and the reasons mm. and why. And, and, and you know, and, and I have to say, unfortunately, women are so good at that. Mm. They will give you the whole spiel of it's my kids. It's because women have, they pay women less. I cannot do both the kids and work. And there is a glass ceiling and the economy and the time pressure. And, you know, and all those stories they come up with, Mm. that's not taking responsibility for your life. And, and the other thing that I think, I mean, there are, also in the book, I mention it, but also in my programs, I mention there are certain mistakes that women make with money. And, and one of the biggest one, and unfortunately, is that women don't value their time. And, and I'm, as, as an, as, especially as, as an employee, you get paid for your time. I don't think it's the right way to do it, but Unfortunately, you get paid for your time, and women do not value their time. When one of the biggest things that I explain to people is, is that you know, both time and money are resources that you have. Now, poor people would focus on the research, and they would be willing to trade their time for money. Mm. But actually rich people's mentality doesn't have to be with the money. It's a mentality. It's not about how much you have in your bank. The Mm. mentality of rich people is that they're willing to trade money for time because time is the most precious resource that you have. Money can come and go, but time that you lost cannot be regained. 
And just like that with money, you can waste your money, you can spend your money, or you can invest your money. With time, you do the same. You can waste your time, mm-hmm. you can spend your time, and you can invest your time. And just to give a small example what I mean with it. So, for instance, if you have one hour, what are you doing with that one hour? Let's say you decide to read. So what are you reading? Are you reading all those journals, you know, like people and going on Facebook and seeing the news, which in my opinion is a waste of time because you don't grow, you don't add anything, your energy drops down? Or do you choose to do with that hour to read a good book? You know, so again, you can read a good book, which is fiction or poetry or which is spending time or you can take that one hour and read an educational book that later on would teach you more about your profession or more maybe about your personal growth or maybe about your business, or which is an investment in you. This is what I mean by investing. Same thing in your relationship. What do you do with your kids? You have one hour with your kid. What are you doing it? Is it that you're just sitting there watching them drawing and saying, yeah, yeah, or taking them to, you know, the playground and just babysitting them basically, you know, and they're, they're playing and you're just doing your emails on your phone or do you spend it with them? So you play with them or you, you take them for a walk or do you invest in them? Meaning maybe you sit with them and help them with their homework or you read them a story. It depends of course on the age or, what is it that you do in that one hour? And this is a, is a mind shift that, that is different, that we need to start realizing because women take for granted their time. They allow other people to take for granted their time. And we're not vigilant enough to say, no, my time is the most precious thing that I have. And I need to think very carefully what I'm doing with my time. Yeah, that's a really important message for everyone. And, you know, when I think about understanding the whole financial piece and that it involves more than just um, the money, um, you know, it involves more, it involves how much you want to um, invest in yourself, whether it's investing your money, investing your time, investing your education, um, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole lot there. And in your book, you have, I love, you have this um, process that you take people through, and, and you call it the course, you take people through the course where they begin to understand themselves, and they begin to understand, um, you know, what has fed their approach to how they do or don't manage their finances. And one of the things you do, which I, you know, I think is pretty simple and yet many people don't have a clue, is really understanding how they make a profit or make a loss at the end of a month, right? So they're tracking expenses, et cetera. And I have to tell you that that even in the corporate world, um, it fascinates me when managers who are responsible for budgets, et cetera, sit and stare at the spreadsheets and really don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> and, and this is men and women, you know, and I, I think to myself, now, this is fascinating because they've managed to move up the ranks and 
skirt this issue somehow, um, you know, for a long time. And, and, and certainly people who reach the CEO level, they're way beyond that. They, of course, know how to read a balance sheet. They, of course, know how to understand profit and loss. And they surround themselves with people who do all the interpreting of those and can feed them the information that, that, that those sheets will tell them. But what you're saying is that in our life, we need to not only be able to track that, we need to be able to read it and then interpret what are the implications. So it's not even enough to know, well, this was a good month, I made a profit. But it's important to know, well, if I keep making a profit at this rate, it will get me to this level. But maybe that's not the level I want to end up at. Maybe I want a higher level. Maybe I want more freedom than that. And what you're saying is if we don't understand those basics, we'll never be able to get to that higher level. Do I absolutely. interpret that right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And not just that. We need to also evaluate what is really important for us and what we just got into the habit and is not really important. And what is important for us was important for us, let's say, two years ago, maybe not what is important for us today. So it keeps us also, I always say that in a way, having this, looking at this budget, I don't like the word budget because people uh-huh. get, you know, goosebumps when they hear right, the right, budget. Right. But when you look at that, um, it allows you, it's, I call it a reality check. Where am I mm-hmm. today? What do I say? Because I always say to people, numbers are just numbers, you know. Right. Numbers right. are not good. Numbers are not bad. Numbers are not profit. Numbers doesn't mean that you're successful or that you're a failure. It's just a number. You need to check, is that the number that you wish to achieve? Is that where you mm-hmm. want to? So it's a good reality check for all of us. And from there to take us to where we go. And that's where I'm saying that women lack because they don't use it. We take it so personal, the numbers, <laughs> that right. we don't use it as a tool to propel us to reach where we want to reach. Mm. And when, if I'll tie this up, this whole issue with the leadership point, when we do not master this ability of financial education, what I call financial IQ, we could never be a real leader in our life. We cannot because money is part of life and it's an important part of life. So if we will not give it the value that it has and the place that it has and we will not master this art, we cannot be true leaders, not for our, not for our community, not for, for our business and definitely not as a role because we always need to remember that as parents we're also leaders. We do not show our kids how to do it. And and that's for me so important. That's where well, I put it in. So building that into life skills really is yep. what you're talking about. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, let's talk about the issue of entrepreneurship and um, whether that is or isn't a path to financial freedom. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my special guest, Vered Netta, the co-founder of Open Circles Academy. So, Vered, you work a lot with entrepreneurs around the world, um, and you have trained people, whether they are entrepreneurs or people who are working inside organizations, to really understand their path to financial freedom. You know, I'm wondering about... Um, you mentioned early in the show that you know the corporate structure is is shifting so much that it really it, it may even disintegrate in our lifetime uh, and you know being an entrepreneur can be scary for people you know it requires not only um, skill but it requires you know some courage and some willingness to risk how do you view entrepreneurship do you see it as a the real path to financial freedom and independence? I mean, how, how do you view this? Well, um, it's very simple. Um, in order to do, be financially free, you have to own your own business. You cannot be financially free as an, as, as, as an employee. That's very simple because financial freedom means that you have passive income that covers your expenses. That's when financial freedom begins. And in order to have passive income, it means that you need to have some kinds of streams of income which are not trading your time, which is what employees do. And therefore, in order to be financially free, you have to have a part which would create for you this 
um, passive income, and that's where entrepreneurial come. But it's more than just that. I think that entrepreneurship is actually the root for solving the problems of where we are today in the world. Um, mm-hmm. My definition of entrepreneurship is, uh, my definition, this is what I, we, uh, we teach, is entrepreneur is someone who solves problems for a profit, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to stress it's for profit because a lot of people solve yeah. problems for money, but money doesn't mean that there is a profit. Right, right, right. But here's the interesting thing that I came up with. Now, if it's someone that solves problems for profit, actually it's basically somebody that solves problems. Now, what is leadership if not solving problems? Mm-hmm. The, the, the real purpose of leadership is when you need a leader because we we need somebody that would help us to solve the problems right so i think the definition of of what is entrepreneur is built into it leadership and that's what scares people it's Mm. not the entrepreneurial thing that scares people it's the leadership position i mean people love to be a leader because they think that they you know it's a powerful it's a power trip it's not that a real leader is not a power trip leader is somebody that takes responsibility leads empower people and solves problems but then let's solve problem for profit which means you create a business from it and this is where entrepreneurs are. And that's why I think that entrepreneurs are the ones that would actually find the solutions to what this world needs today. Uh, you know, I, I, I always give this very simple example. You know, uh, I think about 45 years ago, the United Nations declared that they're going to um, um, eradicate polio. Hmm. Six years ago, um, um, Bill Gates, with his foundation, set for them the goal that by 2020, they will um, eliminate polio in the world. Mm. Who do you think is going to win in that race? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's not because Melinda and Bill Gates' foundation has more money than most governments. It's not because of that. It's because Bill Gates runs his foundation as a business because he's yeah. an entrepreneur yeah. you know yeah. while the united nation with all due respect is a non-profit organization which means that they're not looking at profits or they're not really thinking correct yes yes and well, you know and, as i look at all of the entrepreneurship that's happening um in the world of technology and this happening around the world and uh, how entrepreneurs are seeing opportunity and they're taking their idea and they're jumping in and they're trying to make things happen and that most of the people who work with them are partners they're not employees they are people who partner with them and that even the money that comes in at some point to support them um, they view themselves as partners in the process and it's fascinating to watch this whole uh, genre of business 
just explode, just grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's not that this hasn't been around for a long time. It's that it is becoming so much more the way of things. We have a whole generation who is expecting that this is the way they are going to bring their work forward in the world and that, you know, they're going to work with, you know, one um, group and get get a project going, bring product to market, bring a service to market, grow it or not, sell it or not, and move on to the next thing. They do not expect that, you know, they, they are um, entitled to a job or a paycheck. And it's pretty fascinating to see this occur. And this, as you say, this is going to change the world. This is going to solve a lot of problems of the world. And so many of them are not only looking at, you know, well, let's, let's start a, a new game, you know, a new video game, but let's do something that solves a problem in the world while we're doing it. And, you know, it's pretty interesting to see. It's an exciting time. It's a real exciting time. I think, it's a fun, I, think, I think it's an exciting time. That's why I said that, that the old organization, the, the corporate America, will not survive because we're living in what is called the new economy. And the new economy is built for the new generation. It's built for entrepreneurs. The new economy, and that's why the new economy is, is the right place for women to be because it works from the same values that women for generation have been longing for it. Because in the new economy, what happens is it's all about collaboration. It's all about cooperation. It's all about, there is no hierarchy in it. It's all about giving in the new economy and entrepreneurs. The first rule in order to be a successful entrepreneur is that you give first. It's not about the money. It's you give and you give and you give and you give in order for people to know who you are. Because in the new economy, the way entrepreneurship market today is working is that there is three stages. They first need to know about you. They need to like you. And then they need to trust you. And Uh in order to that to happen, you first have, you need to give first. That's why there is so much free stuff because you need to give it first. Now, women love giving. That's why it's so great for women, Uh this economy. The other thing is that it's all about communities. Women love working in communities. We flourish in it. Next thing is it's about social. I mean, the main channel today for any mom marketing is social media. Now, what is social media? It's not being social. It's not about being <laughs> friends. If it's not about communicating, it's all those strong points where women have always been strong, but we always downplayed it because we thought it's not appropriate to do it in the so-called business world. But this is what is going to be successful because this is what entrepreneurship is about. It's about well, creativity. It's about, you know, coming up with ideas. It's about trying it out and finding how it works. This is the environment for women to flourish in. And that's why I'm saying that there's never been a time in history where in business women can be successful and lead the way. This is great news for this time in our history. And, um, Baird, we could talk forever about this. This is It's so exciting yeah. to hear what you're thinking. What I know is that um, people are going to want to know more about you and about your book, Financial Independence for Women, Taking Control of Your Money. How can they do that? 
All right, there's two ways. First, they can join me in, on my website. My website is www.balancedbusinesswomen.com. And over there, they can read a lot of more material about this issue. They can purchase my book through the website. And the other way is through Amazon.com. Um, you can purchase my book. is on Amazon. You can get it also as a Kindle version there. So these are main ways to get the book um, and to start working because the main thing about the book for me is that people, the women would really start working. There is six-week program in it. So if they really want to take control and they really want to own their life, they can start doing it immediately. And it's worth doing. Thank you, Vered Netta, for being with us today. It has been an honor. And we will have you back on Leading Conversations as things grow and change in our world. So remember, everyone, to think big because the world could be at a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.